Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of One Amazing Experience. And I'm delighted today to be joined by uh, Richard Meyer. Uh, Richard is Account Director for both Flourish and Blue Strawberry Events. Uh, Richard, would you just like to say 30 seconds or a minute on yourself and what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for having me, first of all. So, yes, my title is Account Director for Flourish and Blue Strawberry. What it is that encompasses is that I look after, essentially, any fixed site that Blue Strawberry has, um, whether it be the Polo Club, Four Hamilton Place, Royal Aeronautical Society, as well as their fixed site office dining catering, which falls under the Flourish brand. So anything that's business and industry, dine to desk, anything that evolves around that is not an events-based purpose, that's me in a nutshell. Thank you, Richard. And we'll, we'll go on more, we'll get in on more to it. I know that uh, the Blue Strawberry Group is is forever evolving, shall we say, in terms of its, its, its remit and breadth, which is fantastic. Yes. Um, but yes, on this, we'll be going through your, your party of choice. Uh, so as we go through it, we'll be asking you about your venue of choice, uh, what your party is going to be, how many people it's going to be for. Uh, it can be as you wish. Uh, a look and feel of the event, uh, what music you'll be having when people arrive, uh, your drinks of choice. Uh, what food you'll be having. You, you don't have to have a three course. I've put three course down here, but you can have as you wish. Uh, entertainment of choice, a celebrity if you would like to have one, uh, your first dance track if you are having dancing, uh, your big departure, and uh, one gift to all your guests. Sounds like so, I'm getting married all over again. <laughs> it can be. It can be absolutely. It could be a renewing of your vows, Richard. Let's put it exactly. like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, let's start off. So where would be your? What would be your venue of choice? And and what is your event for? What occasion? So my venue of choice, without a doubt, has to be Hampton Court Palace. It's a venue that. It's one of the venues I went in on the very first times and went wow. Uh, and it's one of those venues I still walk in and I still go, wow. Um, although Historical Palace has got a, a great plethora of venues, it is one of those that just kings and queens have been dining in the Great Hall since forever. And I just think it has that atmosphere. It has the elegance. It's just one of those venues that you just go, wow. And whether you're putting two people dining in the hall or you're putting 200 people dining in the hall, it just blends itself exactly what it is. And my choice would be any form of celebration to have in that space is wow and the reason for that is because the space speaks for itself you don't have to do anything to the space besides bringing in your decor for your tables and chairs and wow what a surrounding to be in yeah it's a, a, a stunning room uh, obviously built in the i want to say 15th century or 16th century isn't it in terms of it obviously famous for henry VIII, absolutely um, staying there etc um uh, are you now allowed red wine? It used to be you weren't allowed red wine in the Great Hall. Are you? Um, uh, sat down for, for dinner, you are allowed. Oh, you That's are? absolutely fine. Yeah, but no no, no running about throwing bottles about as, as much as we <laughs> do that in his time. That's, that's yeah. strictly preferred at the moment. Fantastic. Excellent. Uh, and uh, so, as you've said, in terms of look and feel of the event, you're obviously not going to be changing the room that much. You're just going to be going with this authentic look and feel. Yeah, and, and any sort of modern touches work really well in that room as well. So I think a lot of people, they look at the venue and they think it's quite regal and need to quite keep it in the line of what the room is. But bringing in some clear acrylic chairs and actually using some modern tables and dressing, etc., it works really well. Brilliant. Really well. And um, in terms of uh, you doing the drinks reception somewhere else, you're going to be out on the lawns? This is going to be a summer I event? I think, well, do you know what, that's... that's 
I don't really mind when the events are actually summer, winter. I think it's all completely different. But I think if you're going to be doing something, go outside into those gardens. I think they are spectacular in their own right as well. And of course, what event is is done without any champagne to have in hand? But do you know what? It's summer, the sun's shining. You've got to have a good gin and tonic in your hand. Without a doubt, I think that goes with a couple of bubbles around. I'm not a cocktail drinker. I've never have been. I think it's just one of those things where there is no need unless you're really going out on the town with your mates and doing something. But I think something like this venue that comes in, champagne, nice ice cold gin and tonic in the grounds. Wow. Sets the tone perfectly. Do you have a favoured champagne? Do you know what? I don't. I'm not fussy when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, Yep. I'm not shy in drinking loads of it, small amounts of it. So <laughs> as, it comes, as long as it's cold, that's me done. Yep. So no preference yep. to brand at all, but definitely something that is that is quite drinkable. So we're getting your party started, and we now have to start in terms of your career as well. Um, yep. So obviously you've been in the industry for, for 20 years or so. We'll say we'll stop at the 20 mark. <laughs> that, that's my, 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 I used to have hair when I started. I think that's the thing at the moment. <laughs> I have more hair on my chin at the moment than I do on my top, but that's, yeah, that's life, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. And you started, am I right in saying you started as a lodge manager? I did. I Restaurants was my, my original forte that I wanted to do. I, I woke up when I was very young going, I want to be a chef. That's what I wanted to do. Um, I got into a bit of chefing, hated it. Um, although I love food, I am a bit of a foodie, but I, I had a executive chef at that stage who, who thought it was great for us to scrub the fridges and the freezers with toothbrushes at two o'clock in the morning. And that's completely killed my, my attain to, to wanting to be a chef. And through that, my whole career has evolved. I think that's how it works. It's evolved into the next step, the next steps. And yes, I, I ended up being a lodge manager on a game reserve in South Africa. What a phenomenal experience, something I will never forget. But again, um, we started growing up, um, wanted to get married, got married. Um, My wife then subsequently moved to the game lodge as well, Um, decided it wasn't best kept that we both work in the same lodge together um, and everything else. So migrated to the food and beverage department, and that's where I started a bit on getting the real nitty-gritty of events, banqueting, that sort of thing, and that's where it spanned from there. Amazing, amazing. Would you, uh, can you, can you paint a picture of the lodge? This is what, that's quite interesting, actually. So the lodge I managed was called um, Bayeti. It's a tented camp. So it's not your normal tent and canvas tent that you would go out into sure, with your sure. families here. It, it is five star, um, a bit of brick and mortar for the base, but it's definitely canvas sides, lift up sides, but you've got flushing loo, jacuzzi, four poster bed. It's bar fridge, so not quite your <laughs> campsite, but but nothing more pleasurable than waking up with 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 hippos walking past or, or lions roaring in the diff, in the in the distance. It's it's an experience that if anybody goes to the African continent, go on a safari because it's one of those things I think you will never forget. I'm, I'm not too sure if you've done one yourself, but nature in its best. Wow, you you, you can't. The size of animals, I'll tell you what. I don't think you appreciate a lion's paw until you actually see it in the sand and realize that's a big boy. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely a pleasurable experience. Wonderful, wonderful. And as you said, you, you woke up one day and wanted to be a chef. Did you know what, what was your motivation or who, um, who influenced you? It's, 
I've always liked cooking, and that's me from a very young age. Um, growing up in South Africa, I mean, gosh, we were never without any food or drink, uh, whether inside, outside, wherever it was. Um, and I think it's it, it's more of a, it was more of a, a choice I made. My, my whole family is either works in pharmaceutical or they joined the police force or did sort of like practical work on that side. And that just didn't bite me at all. Um, I did a bit of work experience at a hotel uh, when I was young, drawn to the kitchen side of it. And it's not really that I had any influences in there. It was more the fact that you wouldn't say from my frame, but I like food and I like a lot of food. And that's where it was drawn from there is that food and drink has always been in the, the pitfall of, of everything that I've done. And that's where I migrated from. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, did you, were, were your parents good hosts? Did they, did they throw parties themselves? All the time. And it wasn't okay, anything yeah. that was done from a, a fine dining. It's not the sort of thing that you, you would do in South Africa back in the 80s, 90s and things like that. It was just more the doors were open. This is the time that we're there. And the house just filled up. And that's where it went. And it, it essentially was, last person leaves, lock the door behind you. That was the element from there. So, yeah, they grew up with a, a bit of that, which was great fun. Definitely yeah. something I'd like to equate to, to my family as well. Uh, it, sounds, it sounds wonderful. I, I can picture it's barbecue going, beers, nice wines, obviously in South Africa as well. It'll be a, yeah, sun shining. The sunshine, the weather. Yeah, Definitely. lots of red meat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you obviously decided to leave that and uh, <laughs> and head to, to to rainy, but obviously very, very beautiful London. Yes. <laughs> um, that, well, that, that, do you know what that was a it was a decision my wife's british so that was the decision that we made we, we thought we would come out for a two-year gap year period and go shall we try that needless to say almost 14 15 years later two children in tow and we're still here so long may it last <laughs> excellent stuff and uh you you started in the uk um obviously doing uh event management is i believe in terms of doing it obviously sort of on a I suppose the easiest way to describe it on a freelance basis to start with. Correct, is, that, yes. is that right? Yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah. with the Esprit Group. Yeah. And then uh, you you then worked with Blue Strawberry. I did. Um, not many people know, although a lot of people know, this is my, my second stint uh, with Blue Strawberry. So started off with Blue Strawberry as an event manager. Um, was fortunate enough to look after one of their key clients when I was there. Was there for just shy of four, year, four years. Absolutely loved it. Um, during that tenure, we had a little boy who at that stage was born quite poorly. Um, he's absolutely fine now, which is good. Um, so he was born with a heart condition. And it was one of those things at my stage in my life. It was a matter of um, what if. So what we did was we thought that we would look for something a little bit closer to home because if things did decide to go any aerial pear shape, coming from London all the way back to Surrey, just wasn't, wasn't going to work. Um, so... I looked around and I was fortunate enough to get in and find a position placed with Rhubarb um, out in the country, which was then Cottage Caterers. Um, and again, strangely enough, had a lovely four-year stance with them. Um, different sort of field working in the country, I must tell you that when I say the country, as in the Surrey Hills, etc. Um, it's not your normal style of service and everything that you would pinpoint down at the venues in London. Most of the time you're going out, you're working in people's homes. Um, and I think that was more of a start of my, just to backtrack a bit, I think most South Africans that come across are quite, they're loud, that's me, but quite forefront, they're quite abrupt. They, 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 we say what we mean. 
Uh, and yeah. my stint at that time there taught me to step back a bit and, and just look at life a little bit differently in terms of events and the scale and things that you do um, and almost take that softer approach. So it, it was definitely, again, a worldwide uh, experience. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. It was really, really was fantastic. Um, and then got to a stage where I was approached and headhunted by CH and Co through Ampersand um, to look after their site that was based up in Bermondsey. Um, again, another four and a half year period stint that ran through over there. I am around. I'm not going anywhere. Um, it, it was again an, another part of it, but but it was that stance with CH and Co that sort of led me towards. The corp when I say corporate events world, I mean things like business and industry. Working for a private caterer and working for a corporate caterer are two different kettles of fish. And I think a lot of people don't have the fortunate ability to see both ends of the side. But for me, seeing both ends, you can definitely see the appealing factors from both sides. Um, and I dare I say I probably wouldn't be where I am today. If it wasn't for that synth that I did with CH and Co. looking in the business and industry side uh, that they had along with the events that has put me in the fortunate position to be looking after the Flourish brand with Blue Strawberry. Um, it's a career that has been quite, um, dare I say, short compared to most. Um, but I like challenges. I like changes. That's me. I just, you know what, just throw your all in, just go with it and run with it. What else can you do? Uh, make the most of it. And yeah life has to carry on and i do it through events it's great no absolutely and what would you say that the, the biggest differences between as you say sort of the, the private market and the, and the corporate market that you're having to deal with do you know what it's it, it's just about the organizations themselves i think you have a lot more flex within your private individual market opposed to your corporate market i think your corporate market they know exactly what it is that they want it has an element whereby you have a path that you follow all the way through and you can adapt and change that what you want. And it's a longer journey than you do with your private clientele that you have. Your private clientele come across and they are short spurts, so to speak. So you're in, you're out, whether it's an event or a three-day event or, or longer, whereas your, your bigger corporate world is you're there forming a partnership with them. You're there forming life with them. You, you are, dare I say, an extended part of their business. Uh, it doesn't matter that you come from Blue Strawberry or Flourish and you're working for X business, wherever it is. You, you form that partnership with them and you you take the business that you're working with and you treat it like your own because it is your own at the end of the day. You are then putting out your best values that you have for your client, which is effectively is part of your business. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. As you say, there is that 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 consistent basis. It's um, yeah, the only, I suppose, you in terms of in the private market and speaking to to caterers who do work in now the only nice thing they get is, is sometimes you know when you do a wedding for one daughter and you end up doing it for three because exactly. <laughs> you get the next one the next one and you do build that continuancy but that is but the benefit of, of the corporate market as you say you get the opportunity to actually get to know them and, and deliver more events for yeah, them. and to grow i think that is that is that is quite key as well you, you you do get that element to grow with them and it's almost like you start with your baby stages and work all the way up to the top end so both have the advantages, um, but it's it's fun. Yeah, and we've started with the baby stages of your event, so we we know we're at Hampton Court Palace. We know it's a a, a celebratory event. 
Yeah. Um, the, the guests have had champagne. They've had all, all gin and tonics, or both, should they wish, obviously. Oh, <laughs> uh, will you be doing canapes while you're doing your drinks? Um, I am. Um, do you know what? I'm in a bench. I, I dare I say yes. We absolutely be doing canapes. But <laughs> I think I think it's it for me. And this is purely me personally. I think it for me. I think the guests should wait until they sat down for their meal to get the surprise of what it's going to be. And that's just a personal choice for mine. Not that I will shy away from anybody that wants canapes from that aspect. But I think enjoy the time with your friends during that time whilst you're outside and, and mingling and doing what you want. Because again, at Hampton Court, once you sat down uh, in the nicest way, you pretty much sat down enjoying your meals with those around you. Um, but I think having the, the drinks out on the lawn and going across, I think throw your money at the food that you're going to have whilst you sat down. For me, that is that would be more key than canapes. But I don't mind the odd canopy every now and again. I've got no difference <laughs> to that, but mine would be throw throw it at the the main meals. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a favourite canopy that Blue Strawberry do? I do actually, and it's a it's one that spans and it's been there for quite a while. Which is a a Blood Mary tomato, which is a comfy cherry tomato uh, that is filled with a Blood Mary jelly, which is very delicious, very tasty, very moorish. <laughs> And last, but yeah, no, definitely, definitely a choice that I would definitely go to all the time. Fantastic. I think I think my one is off well, blue strawberry that I remember. They do a parmesan cone, which is filled, I think, with an asparagus mousse, which is absolutely delicious. Absolutely, melting your mouth is what that is. It is, it is absolutely. Very delicious. Yeah, well, we're both going for veggie starters. There you go. A very modern novice, <laughs> Richard. Uh, um, excellent, and. Um, uh, so then, obviously, your guests are going through to their dinner. Um, what will you be having as a starter? I think if I had to choice something, I think something which people may look and listen to this now and go, what on earth is he doing? But I think, a, a for me, a nice smoked mackerel pate will do me just fine. Uh, nice crispy crude, a little bit of a, a herb salad on the side. But I think that will be, it just sets the tone for what it needs to be with a nice, and again, I use that modern, elegant feel that comes into a very historic building. It's not something that people would necessarily associate with the space, but it just sets the precedent um, for what it is. There's something nice and light and a couple of glasses of white wine. What more could you ask for? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, are you, are you a, a, a big winey? Do you have a favoured wine? I'm a... Simpleton when it comes to wine, and I'll use that word quite through. Um, I love a red wine, but I'm very much a Merlot drinker. As bland as what that is, it's my go-to default anything. Uh, it makes me feel a lot better in the morning if I stick to Merlot than I do to any other wine. Um, but it's it's definitely one that I go with. And I, I, I'm not one, I'll drink red wine in summer, winter. It makes no difference. It's, it's definitely my preferred home tuple of choice um, with the odd beer, but... A glass of work, I almost said a bottle of Merlot, which is giving my secrets away here. But a glass of Merlot, <laughs> once or twice a night is it, it's yeah, good. Yeah. It, it keeps you healthy, I think. Yeah, you had two young children, Richard. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed, so that's absolutely fine. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so, not a Pinotage fan, uh, being from South no, Africa. It, no, and this is why I said everybody thinks that I'm slightly odd, which I am, I suppose. Um, but no, do you know what? I, I think it's just one that, I, that I've that i grown up with. Um, 
a lot of family friends used to drink Merlot, and I think that's where it spanned on from there as well. Um, I, I mean, but I won't shy away from it from a cab sub or, or anything that's been offered. I'm never going to say no. Uh, but again, if I had the preference, <laughs> it would be that Merlot to come across. Fair enough. Fair enough. Excellent. And uh, your main course? Well, you see, I'm going to contradict myself to what I said earlier because you're in you're in a, a nice big great hall than what you're doing. So I think it needs to be a piece of meat, uh, as brand as what that is. And I think a a lovely piece of either venison um, or duck, dare I say, from the bird aspect, will go down really well off that nice light mackerel that you've had beforehand. A nice rich jus to go along with it. Some hearty veg. It, it just, I mean, I think you've got to give the the room that you're in a bit of ounce as well so some nice heritage carrots some braised cabbage um nice hearty just a nice hearty delicious dish and again lashes the merlot to go with that what more could you possibly ask for but i think you do need to have a tremendous amount of jus with that as well just to to keep it to keep it together no it's uh, yeah my my uh, i'm salivating it's all good uh and um and as you say, venison would be extremely fitting, considering the amount of deer that are, that are around you. Right, right in the home park. No, absolutely. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Venison. Yeah. Good stuff. Excellent. And um, you, as you've discussed, you've obviously you've worked for for three sort of very different companies, I would say, obviously all, all in hospitality, but um, certainly different in terms of size and, and I guess, feel. Um, and what would you say... Has been your sort of greatest learnings going through it in terms of, I suppose, and, and I'm not going to ask you to, you know, to say well, who's done things badly or or well, I suppose, but in just in terms of things that you've gone actually, that's really helped me in terms of my own development. Uh, something that's gone well, that's gone wrong, or or people that you've learned from. For me, I personally, I like the aspect of a smaller business. And that's purely for the fact in hand that you can therefore have owners of a business that have got not, I don't use the word ownership, but at least they've got a finger in the pie in terms of what is happening. I think the bigger organization that you go with, the senior and the bigger bodies tend to not have as much feel and want as they want to for everything. And yes, they employ the people, they put the right people into what they need to do. But for me, and I think for, for, for the clients that we look after as well, especially our corporate clients, et cetera, the, the fixed sites that we have, they they like to see Stuart IMD going out. They like to see Molly Jojo to res out on site when they go out once a week to the venues and things like that. Whereas the bigger organizations, they can't dilute themselves that much. So I think you lose that little bit of touch that you have with them. Whereas slightly smaller businesses, I think they they can give that personability behind it and they can give that want behind it. And it's you want to, well, I know with the, the venues and the sites that I look after, I, I want to be there at least once or twice a week going, hello, how are you? Is everything okay? Yes, you've got a fantastic team that's looking after you. But you you want to be there. I learned very early on in my career and what I did, it, it, it wasn't for me. Uh, sure. I say my time that I did with the big organizations, I stayed with them because I learned a lot from them. It was It taught me to appreciate the smaller businesses. And I've taken little bits and pieces from different businesses that I've worked with, and I'm able to to implement it where I am at the moment. I mean, for the vast experience that you get working with a bigger business, you obviously can do something larger. Um, it, it just depends, really. But I think the bigger you are, the more that comes along with it, opposed to the smaller ones. I think the smaller ones, you can 
keep it a little bit more controlled in yeah. hand. Yeah. And, and how would you say it's influenced your management style? It's allowed me to become, I can see it from both sides. I think that's as clear as what I, I, I've got to say is that I, I now look at decisions in what I do, especially with the flurry side of the business uh, and the business and industry side of those corporate clients. Um, I look at it from two different standpoints in terms of what does the client want? What is a bigger organization going to give them? And what can we give our clients at the end of the day? and find almost a happy medium between the two in terms of what the client actually wants at the end of the day. Um, and I think with a, a smaller business, it is easier for us to give the client what they want there and then than potentially having to go through a couple of hoops to try and give them what they want at the end of the day. Um, but it's allowed me to stand back for a couple of minutes, think, and then give them exactly what it is that they're wanting. So um, your guests, have, they've had a, a, a wonderful smoked mackerel pate, followed by um, um, venison for your main course. Yes. Uh, and dessert? Um, so I, I think it has to be cheese and biscuits. It has to be the savory aspect behind it. As much as everybody knows me, I've got a fond sweet tooth for sweets. But when it comes okay. to puddings yeah. and that sort of thing, I'm not a dessert person. Give me a packet of Harry Bows and I'm as happy as anything. Uh, but I think something, and with the cheese and biscuits, it's not to go too much. A nice local cheddar, a nice crumbly blue. I'm not too fussy in terms of brands and things that you get, but just something that's going to work, a nice gooey brie. I think that to me is perfect with a couple of biscuits going through. A nice chutney just to cut through that, and definitely a lovely glass of port to go through that with that. It's definitely something that I think just, it just shows you to relax a bit with it. And I think you can you can yeah. talk a bit more with a plate of cheese and biscuits in front of you and actually socialize with your guests opposed to having a nice pudding put in front of you, eat it and that's it. Whereas there's a bit of interaction going along with it, you talking, you can go from side to side. So I think cheese and biscuits from my standpoint, definitely. And that, that would cement my meal perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all good. Bit of quince jelly going on. Oh, I'll tell you what, that is, yes. <laughs> it's definitely one you can't miss. It's delicious. It is. It is. Try not to eat it on its own. Um, exactly. the, 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 the love of Haribo's, I believe, is is, a, is an event-wide thing, as far as I can see. I think it all comes down to doing often 12 to 16-hour days on feet and just needing needing a sugar rush, I think. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not one for sharing, unfortunately, either. So pack of wine <laughs> once it gets opened and that's me done. Yeah, watch out, children. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I've got my stash, they've got their stash, and that's, that's how we'll keep it. Or my stash is my stash, and their stash is my stash too. So, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And, and who would you say has inspired you most during your time in the industry? I think it needs to, and I'll name names here, because I think it's only fair in terms of what it's done. I think the it's I've learned a lot in my career from different individuals and different people. Uh, I think it needs to be the calmness and the subtleness, I think, needs to come from Molly Ronan from Blue Strawberry. Um, I think the that finer attention to detail, um, i.e. when you're going into somebody's home, for instance, and you're leaving, make sure the kettle's filled, make sure the pillows are fluffed up. I think this needs to be warranted and go to, to Sarah Hammond from Rhubarb. I think it's uh, that sort of thing she instilled with me. And from a bigger business perspective, I think it has to be Bill Toner from, from CH & Co. Um, a man who runs a business of that size that still has the time to pick up the phone as a, a, dare I say, no matter what level you are 
in the business and know you by name and call you after an event or different bits of people. I think that sets a precedent in its own right as well. Um, and I think from, from from a mentor position in terms of the industry and things, it's definitely Stuart Jenkins, uh, Managing Director of Blue Strawberry. Um, interesting enough, Stuart and I met at various industry events, gosh, from his first inception of starting with Blue Strawberry. Um, and this is something that we, we bumped into each other. He talks as much as I do. We got talking, and that's where it spanned from there. Um, and it wasn't the fact that I worked with him previously at Blue Strawberry to where I am now. It was just, I think, our love of events. And we want the same end game at the end of the day. Um, but I can't pinpoint, like I said, to one person individually. But I think those people that I've mentioned have influenced my career in the UK in terms of what I've done to where I am, uh, most definitely. Good stuff. And uh, at your party, so everyone's had a wonderful, wonderful dinner. Will there be uh, any entertainment for the guests? You know, entertainment-wise, I'm all about a sense of humour. I think anybody has to have a sense of humour in life. That is, that is just me. And I think if I'm the first person to laugh at myself, um, I think it's, it's one of those things that I've been brought up with from my family side. It's definitely one thing I would like my children to be brought up with. Um, I've got a very bad, it's not a habit, I, I don't get embarrassed. That is probably one of my worst traits that I have. <laughs> I, I don't get embarrassed. Your um, children are going to love you as you grow up. I'll, I'll tell you what, they, they really hate <laughs> me for what it is. I've, I've been known to do the school run in a wig or a dress or maybe it, it doesn't bother me, it doesn't faze me. Um, I, I don't mind. I, and I think at a venue like that with Hampton Court, You've had your nice meal. I think you can either go down to the undercraft and have a couple of drinks and, and a bit of a boogie or whatever. But I think having something come across and that makes your event, people like laughing. I think that's what it is. And having a bit of humor and, and, and a comedian coming through, I think people remember that, not necessarily roasting anybody in specifically on the night, um, but just yeah. coming in and doing something that's just really funny. It doesn't have to be crass or, or not. It just, just a bit of laughter. I think just lifts the spirits with everybody. And it's something that, everybody can enjoy I, I can't i don't think there's not one person that i can think of i may not correct me if i'm wrong but who doesn't like a good joke a clean joke a nice joke who doesn't like to laugh to giggle to so i think that sort of thing has to come in i think there needs to be some sort of humor somewhere along the line and that's just because of my yeah. nature who i am i i have these smile lines on my face and that's where they've been and long may they laugh <laughs> excellent and that, would that be a, a sort of Michael McIntyre? or There's no budget on this, you see, so you can have a like. You know what? If it's with that sort of thing, it's a Michael McIntyre. And just when that man giggles himself, he, I mean, he laughs at his own jokes before he even says them. I think that's the sense of what he's But definitely, you're quite right. Michael McIntyre would definitely be my, my first guest. And I like any form of humour. It could be Ricky Gervais. It, it could be anybody. Do you know what? The old Eddie Murphy, that man, I'll tell you what, from the late 80s, early 90s, giving age away again. Man, that man is funny. And even watching it now, it's just that humour that you can just go for at and giggle at. It's, it's, yeah, so anybody really, I wouldn't necessarily, but I think it, Michael McIntyre, I've seen him live a couple of, he is funny. Like I say, that man <laughs> before we even get going. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. And um, would you, uh, so you mentioned in terms of Undercroft, would you be having dancing? Um, if you see my dancing, you'll probably say no. Um, but I think it doesn't bother me either. 
Um, it's dad dancing, it's, that's allowed. It, it, it's, 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 it's dad dancing, sway side to side. I'm not bothered. I jump up and down. Um, I think everybody likes a boogie at the end of the day. I think you, you can't yeah. not yeah. have some form of dancing at the end. Uh, I'm not a fan of live bands. I think acoustically it's not great, but I think a really cheesy DJ would go down really well. Telling people, yeah, I think a, a nice 80s cheesy DJ, absolutely fine. Um, drinks flowing, have some food down in the undercroft, and I think that's fantastic. I think it's good. I have probably, again, got the weirdest sense of, of, of music going in. I mean, there's, don't tell anybody, they won't listen to this when I'm telling them this anyway, but it's, it's in the car with the children at the moment, it's ABBA. And that's what it is. Uh, or, or it's Bodie M, actually, between those two. And do you know what? Who cares? I scream and shout. I sing. I dance. I carry on. Life's too short not to. So I think any sort of cheese, 80s, that is me, without a doubt. Anything coming from there. Um, I think the new, um, not the new, but the old but new Rasputin Bodie M song that's coming, trending at the moment. The, the children love it. And just bouncing up and down. I think most adults like it, too. Uh, so it wouldn't be in the top 40 coming along. So, yeah, I just think, it, it, yeah, cheesy music is, is great. Something that you can just dance like nobody's watching effectively. And that's exactly how it should be. People are there to have fun. And I think that's what it needs to be. Um, fantastic. And it, I suppose it, it's sort of a, a, weird, a weird link, but a link in terms of people dancing with no one watching them, obviously, in the, in the last year. There hasn't been any events for anyone. No, there hasn't. <laughs> you know what? I think... Wow, those first events that open now, I think, are going to be something to to, to, to be with. I mean, everybody's going to let their hair down. They're going to do what they want to do. And we, we've seen a small little trend in terms of the, the fixed venues and things that, that, that we look after with events. And although people, they will still want food and drink and, and come to us for, for, for the catering aspect and everything else, I do think a bit more money is going to be thrown at the after-dinner entertainment because... People have waited so long for weddings. They've waited so long to have their celebratory events, whatever that fact may be. Yeah. They're going to want to extend it as much as they possibly can during the time that they can. Um, so I think they that's where that's where I think a lot of big money may be spent um, coming forward. I think a lot of people will enjoy it. And I, I, I just think people will just get involved. Um, yeah. Maybe just cut the service time a bit shorter, but just have fun at the end of the day. I think that's what people want to be kept and cooped up in your own homes for this long you need to be let out and go a little crazy dare i say yes definitely definitely and 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 for yourself i mean how have you remained positive through this year has there been i guess projects for you to be involved in and and, and how has it been in terms of managing your team through this process i fortunate enough with the, with the the businesses that I look after uh, within Blue Strawberry, we, we've still ticked over during this period of time, although events and things have come down to a bit of a halt. Uh, the yeah. fixed site venues um, have kept going. Uh, we had a very good run with Ham Polo Club last year, um, whilst the restaurants were, were open. We actually, mm. a bit of a plug, we open up again uh, next weekend on Saturday. <laughs> um, <laughs> love May at last. Uh, but then also the corporate clients have, ke have kept us busy as well. Although we've, we've reduced the, the numbers of teams on site because they've reduced their numbers of teams, uh, they've still had people going into the office. They've still had food being offered. They've still had drinks being offered. Um, it's been busy because we've had to relook at how we are doing that in the COVID secure environment. It's given us the opportunity during this time to develop a, an app, which is uh, our Dine to Desk app. So it allows the user or the business to place their order. It's like a delivery option. 
uh, sure. that are comes direct to us. They pre-order, we make out our staff are, are COVID tested, they secure, they go on site and they deliver it to their desk. Um, so they don't have to get up from their desk or go to a different point. We've also got staff on site that have tablets. So the person sitting at the desk can place an order. It beeps on, a, on, a, on an iPad or a phone and it, it goes through to them to their desk. So that sort of thing has come to its inception going through. Um, and then also rebuilding and modeling things like buffets, which I think the day of the buffet, we've probably seen the back of it for a period of time. Um, but now just doing individual meals to people, getting them together, remodeling, restructuring, and then just building your teams back because people are going back into their offices. They are going back into venues, um, although it is a bit of a slow trend. But we've had probably about a 40% increase in, in staff going back to site over the last two weeks. So we're definitely seeing an impact and an increase of people going back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and you obviously mentioned a few things there in terms of, as you say, the dine to desk app and individual meals, et cetera. Do you think these are, are, are trends that will continue? I think it is something that will continue, yes, um, or, or, or at least for the next year to two years. I don't think us or anybody going back to, to what it was, I don't think life, dare I say, won't go back to how it was. There'll be a bit of a couple of changes, but I think the, the changes that we made for the businesses are in the positive and the right direction. Those with the dine to to desk app, etc. There's no wastage if they've had buffets before, so there's no throwing away of anything beforehand. You're not overproducing. There's less deliveries to the unit. So, in a, in a nutshell, in an aspect, there's a lot less of the environment being used beforehand. It's a lot more streamlined, effective. Hmm. Specifically for the clients that we look after, it's working for them. And I, I've seen other bits that other um, caterers and other fixed sites are doing and everybody's pretty much doing the same the same thing um yeah. so yeah i think that's gonna that's gonna stay around for a while oh, sure sure has it increased increased disposables or or are you doing it on on china no we, we're doing it i wouldn't say it's disposable but we, we've found fantastic products through our suppliers that are giving us that are 100 percent biodegradable um, so with, we are fortunate enough with the clients that we look after as well as ourselves. So our unit is, um, we have zero to landfill waste. So we use, um, our local council will use every aspect that we have, including our, our food waste, which gets put into biofuel. Uh, the same as the clients out on site, they are pledged and so is the building, but even the cups, the cutlery, the plates, the boxes, everything they use, is compostable, biodegradable. So it goes in with the food recycling and breaks down in exactly the same way. So we are not necessarily increasing on that, but we are trying to to balance it out. And the clients are accepting in that matter. Um, yeah. It's definitely a direction that they want to go with. Um, yeah. But again, there's probably certain aspects like cling film and things that you will never get away from in the near future. But we try our yeah. best. We, we, we try where we possibly can. Yeah, I believe they have come... It may not yet be on general release, but they have come up with a claim film that is biodegradable. You'll be pleased to know. So well, it, should, it, it, <laughs> it should be there soon. But it is very nice in terms of, I think, that even though you would almost expect that during a pandemic, people will be more price conscious than anything else. We, we are seeing the same, actually. People are more concerned, I guess, in terms of quality and uh, the ethics behind how things are being delivered and produced. Yes. Yeah, which is uh, which is a, a lovely trait to see, even in these hard times. There's got to be a positive that has come out of this whole last year that we've had. And if anything, it's that in a nutshell, what you've just said. I think that is definitely something that's, that, that's coming to the forefront of people's minds now. 
yeah, the great stuff. And uh, do you have uh, do you have a, a abiding best memories from your time in the industry? You've obviously worked at some amazing events, amazing venues. Um, do you, I, I've laughed. <laughs> I have laughed. Everybody says, do you know, everybody says, oh, you should write that book. You should write that book. But I have laughed and I've laughed and I've made lifelong friends. I think that is the one thing that has gone through. Um, in the industry, I don't think you forget people's faces, names. Yes, people move around and they go from different aspects, but we're all in the same boat. We're doing the same thing. Yes, we might vie for the same piece of work. I mean, the amount of pitches that you go to and you sit with the same four other coaches directly across from yourselves, we're all friends at the end of the day. You can't not be because if you don't win it, they will, but the next pitch you will and they won't. And some work together. We've reached out to others. We've done bits of joint ventures and things. But I think the the friendships that are built, even from the, the waiting staff all the way up to the management teams and the structure, we all know each other at the end of the day. We all reach out to each other. And I mean, it's, I, I've reached out to other people that we've worked with and, and people that I've worked with in the past. It's And nobody has ever said no. And I think you'll probably find that with a lot of people as well. If I rang up another caterer and went, this... Yeah. that help and the same with us i mean we're all there at the end of the day to to make people happy we are people pleasers that's what yeah. they're there for make people happy yeah 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 no the, the number of stories over the years i've had of um you know caterer at natural history museum finding actually they're short on glassware crockery whatever else ringing ringing competitor caterer who are working at the vna and saying can you help me and and the caterers will always try and help each other it's Absolutely. <laughs> It's always really nice, isn't it? You need to, because I think also you never know when you perhaps going to be in that situation. Uh, it's all reciprocal at the end, and I think we, everybody's friends at the end of the day. You must yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Uh, and uh, you say friends at the end of the day, and I'm sure that um, you'll have lots of new friends at the end of your party, um, i.e. people who haven't met each other before or getting together, yeah. dancing, drinking, eating, and having a great time. Um, but exactly. it does have to sadly come to an end. Uh, yes. Now you're you're at the 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 wonderful Hampton Court Palace. Uh, will you be having a grand departure in some way? I think for me a grand departure, yes. And I, I've done it a handful of times uh, at Hampton Court, uh, Court Hampton Court um, in the courtyard. Once you leave the undercroft, is to have a heliosphere, um, which for those is a very large balloon with a lovely man or lady at the bottom and just doing dancing. I, 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 it is wow. With the, It looks like a moon from the distance as it comes over the side. But as soon you realize that there's actually somebody attached to it and they're actually doing acrobatics along with it. And it just gives those people that lovely, warm, ooh and ah feeling at the end of it. Um, and it's not something as detrimental as fireworks and all that sort of thing. It's loud. It's just something that's soothing it's quiet. It draws people out, which is great for the caterer that's catering on the day, because at least they can shut those doors and they can start breaking down. Um, and, and it does sense a, it almost gives them a bit of a follow the moon and the light on the way out and finishes the story that way. And I think it, it just puts people in a nice warm sensation at the end of it to go, this is it, heading towards the end. It's not time to go, because I'm sure every caterer and every person running that event, although it's my party and I've enjoyed it as much as what it is, yeah. still another two to three hours left with these guys on the side trying to clear that out at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, and by now it's probably two o'clock in the morning, isn't it, Richard, by the time your party's finished? So, you know, it's, 
Exactly. <laughs> my, my wife's got me under arm and she's busy carrying me out there, I say. Yeah. <laughs> After too much Merlot. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> no, it's all that is. It's all that is. No, fantastic. And uh, would you have a, a parting gift for your guests? I think if they've come all that way, and this is me, no object, no money, no nothing, no problems, I think there are taxis waiting for them to get them home. I think that's the only fair judgment to do. Um, they've, Yeah, I, I would want them to come and enjoy themselves and not worry that they need to get their taxi or they need to worry that they need to drive. And like I say, it doesn't matter where they come from, what they do. I think that would be a nice parting gift for them to go, do you know what, here we go, let's get you home. Um, either in a nice bus, they can all go together, or individual taxis from there. But I think that will be a nice a nice little send-off to people to go, do you know what, there we go. They can then kick their shoes off and, and relax on the way home and not worry. Yeah, no, it sounds wonderful. We had uh, Paul Jackson from Alison Price. He was doing it. A Blenheim Palace was his, and he was having a, a fleet of vintage Bentleys to take people home in after the party. As you do. Yeah, as you do. So yeah. he, he really wasn't worrying about budget at all. But. No, definitely not. I'll tell you what, I think I might have underthought that one if that's the case over there. No, no, I think it's, it's definitely, I think that, that is just a nice gesture at the end if you could. And go, do you know what, guys? All sorted. You know, you find your own way there, that's fine. But I'll sort you on the way back. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, and do you, do you have one uh, sort of, I suppose, last um, last thought for listeners in terms of uh, as we come out of this pandemic, how you how you see things going or, or things that you are excited about at the moment? I think I think everybody's just excited to get back, really. And whether it be in fixed sites, whether it being events, I just think embrace it and enjoy it with those that are working, because it's twofold. Yeah, they the guys that are working the events haven't been working for, dare I say, it could almost be 12 months that they haven't. And just enjoy it with the guys as well. And I never say, you can't, don't take it too seriously. Just enjoy it, relax, involve your team, have fun. I think that's all you need to do. And don't dwell on the past. There's no need to. What's gone on the last couple of months is gone. Just move forward with it and enjoy. Thank you, Richard. Well, it's, uh, it's been wonderful to talk to you. Um, so we have an amazing event at Hampton Court Palace. Uh, people having champagne and, and gin tonics in the, in the gardens before going up to the Great Hall, uh, which will be decked out with a sort of modern modern feel to a classical room. Uh, yeah. We have, um, obviously, your smoked mackerel pate as your starter. We have uh, venison as a main course. And then we have a plethora of different cheeses and biscuits and quince jelly and chutneys all served with port there's lashings of merlot as well going around um, for guests as well um, <laughs> we have michael mcintyre entertaining them which is obviously going to be wonderful we then have the, the cheesiest dj we can possibly find to, Absolutely. To, keep, to, to keep you happy with the first dance track um being rasputin Yes, yeah. uh, go, with that. Excellent. go with that, excellent. Uh, and then we have a, uh, as the party rolls to a natural end at whatever time in the morning that should be, we have a heliosphere leading people out and then a fleet of of lovely taxis or limousines, shall we say, uh, yeah, to, exactly. to, to, take, to take guests home. Uh, and as you say, the most important thing is people are, are dancing like no one is watching them and, uh, and overall having great fun. Quite right. In a nutshell, that is it. I'm, I'm going to start planning as of next week for the next when we can have it middle of May. So that's that's all done. I'll get them to listen to this podcast and they can yep. they yep. can take my brief straight from there and just replicate exactly. from there. Brief time, brilliant.
Who thank needs anything so else? They can take. No, it's perfect. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Richard. No, it's thank you very much.